don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on Social Minds, people are beginning to realise how far ahead they are. We're back for another episode of Breaking Social, this time covering all the latest social media headlines to come out of September. Yes, it was the month that Mark Zuckerberg's speech to Facebook employees got leaked. Two hours of audio basically detailing his plans for TikTok domination and some of the other changes that are going to be happening over Facebook over the next few months. So we're covering that. But as well as that, we're also looking at the feature updates and platform changes happening across the major players in the game. Everybody from Snapchat to Messenger, Instagram to Reddit, LinkedIn as well. Long form video is being prioritised so that Facebook can get more money from mid-rolls. That's why they need to build these smaller apps. All this and more coming up. Eve, we're back again. Hello. It's uh, October. It's cold as sin. Why um, are we sat like this? Something's different. I know. I know. Everything's <laughs> changed. It's all a bit. It's confusing me a little bit. But what's not confusing me is everything that's gone on in social this past few months because we're going to discuss it now. So I mean, we'll, we'll kick off with the big news, which was Mark Zuckerberg's leaked audio call. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a call actually. It was an address to the company, like it a town a, hall. It was a Q and A. And it got leaked. Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone internal. I mean. Like you said the other day, Facebook or Mark Zuckerberg must be so paranoid at the minute. Oh, it must be the most because whistleblowers words, are just growing in numbers, and uh, obviously people in his company or people attending those kind of Q and A events are very aware that the press has a lot of interest in what's being said. Yeah. Um. So you'd think that he would speak like quite carefully. Which, to be fair, I think um these leaked audio tapes, people have made a little bit of a mountain out of a molehill with some of them. Mm, I think he mm. actually spoke quite um, like normally about some of the subjects. Mm. Like In a way, you'd expect him to be talking to his employees, he's telling them what's going on and letting them know that they have a plan. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, a threat to Facebook is a threat to like a lot of people's jobs. So I'm sure they have questions and want to know what mm. they're going to be doing. Um, but there were a couple of things that stand out, uh, one of which is obviously Senator Elizabeth Warren um, in America is running for president said that if she gets elected as president she will break up Facebook so separate it from uh, Instagram WhatsApp to which he's totally against isn't he 100% yeah Um, so he's basically just said you know we're ready he quoted him um, we're ready to go to the mat and fight and Obviously, all the headlines came out then, like, oh, my God, Mark Zuckerberg slams Elizabeth Warren. You know, he's ready to, like, fight. And actually, if someone threatens your business and your life's work, of course he's going to fight for it. Um, He said some interesting things about TikTok as well, I I saw. Like, uh, you know, spoke about TikTok as being a... For me, it was almost not what he said, but how he said it. So he spoke about TikTok as being a phenomena that's just come along and it's, like, you know, completely kind of blindsided everybody. Mm. And he spoke about his tactics to uh, take on TikTok and yeah. right, so uh, we mentioned probably on one of these episodes a while ago that uh, the Facebook launched in Lasso and mm, um, yeah. he, he all but confirmed that the plan was to, to you know to launch it in Mexico like mm. they do with many other products uh, you know to see if it gains traction to, to weed out the bugs before they launch it yeah. in other markets i.e. the US where TikTok is popular yeah definitely so it's they so are, interesting they a real threat don't they yeah um, well, obviously, I mean, it is, but yeah. I found it interesting that he only talked about Lasso in reference to TikTok. So yeah. basically confirming that its only purpose is to act as a competitor to yeah. TikTok. Um, yeah. And like you said, their plan is to roll it out in markets where TikTok isn't big before they even try in markets where TikTok's already big. My issue is who uses Lasso? 
Yeah, well, they, but, they, but this is it. I suppose we've not really seen much of it yet, have we? So it's it's a kind of, you know, it being sort of limited to... There's not even, to, like, hype or conversation around it, though. Yeah, like, TikTok yeah. is such a beast at the moment. Like, you don't want to underestimate it. And let's go back to its plan to get rid of Snapchat and obviously the yeah. dossier that's come out in Project Voldemort. Um, we've been looking into that, and obviously Facebook's been trying to go after Snapchat, copying its features for a while now, mm. but Snapchat still mm. lives, and TikTok is arguably more of a sensation than Snapchat right now, it's a lot stronger. And if Snapchat's surviving, you know, what's to say these tactics will actually work against TikTok? No, I agree. And what, what, what I found interested was Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg sorry, saying that TikTok, uh, their, their success has been that they marry short form, emotive video and browsing options. And even at one point, he compared it to uh, the Explore tab. And mm. for me, you know, short form, immersive video, I understand, but short form video is not the direction that Facebook's going in. And, you know, if we, yeah. if we believe everything we see about, yeah. you know, long form and, you know, algorithms, which we're going to talk about at some point, yeah. favoring long form content. Well, he 100%. Also a, like for, for Facebook itself, obviously, we've we've talked about this, but long form video is being prioritized so that Facebook can get more money from mid-rolls. That's yeah. why they need to build these smaller apps if they ever want to, uh, take on things like TikTok because they know that Facebook itself can't do it. But, you know, that's a bigger task in itself. He did make make an interesting point about uh, TikTok that uh, their retention, he said, uh, you know, studies have shown that it's not as strong after advertising. And as we know, ByteDance, the TikTok owner, is pumping loads of money into promoting TikTok. So Mark Zuckerberg seems to be of the opinion that once the advertising money runs out, will it be, you know, will it sort of carry on being the trailblazer that we've seen. He also spoke about uh, a lot about well-being and well-being products that they're uh, launching and kind of it was interesting hearing him hearing him speak because he's sort of uh, you know like, like politicians he's kind of uh, you, you do buy into what he's saying and okay. uh, in a way I was yeah because one of, one of the questions as well was uh, somebody said you know how do we speak to our friends who have sort of uh, negative kind of um, opinions on Facebook mm. and he was sort of you know took this moment where he was kind of doing a, a warm address and saying, you know, you, you, you know, from day one, we've had this mission and we're all about this and we're all about well-being and, and so on and so forth. So as ambassadors yeah. for the brand. But it, for me, again, like I say, it was the things that he sort of didn't say or slightly alluded to. So yeah. at one point he Way sort of said, telling. exactly. At one point he sort of said like, you know, you don't know every technological advance, but you know the message of Facebook. And yeah. I think that is, you know, it, it, it shines a lot of clues internally about what's going on in Facebook. Yeah. It seems like a lot of people are working in a company that maybe they don't know the full gamut of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, God, they're, uh, they're reading the, they're reading the newspapers as well, and yeah. it, it's probably a case where you know they they want to be as transparent as possible, but they don't want to like scare people. So I, I imagine there is a, a bit of confusion um, inside Facebook, which is why they'd hold this kind of event. But I totally agree. With, he sounds like a politician, and the fact that he speaks really um, like diplomatically. Yeah, um, you, you, but you yeah, he's a smart says, guy. Obviously, yeah. he's like he's charismatic. Otherwise, he wouldn't be where he is. Said about his mind reading computer as well. So this is there were, there were some funny moments within this call as well. So so the mind reading computer, uh, this sort of non-invasive tech that they're working on, and the applications he sort of mentioned would that it would be like a sort of you know you could have like an AR newsfeed in front of you and type into it with your brain. And I think somebody asked him, you know, are you planning to use this to sell ads? And he said, you know, <laughs> can you imagine the headlines? Facebook, you know, performs open brain surgery to oh, uh, God. sell ads. So, it, it, you know, it, it, it sort of alluded that that's not the route that they are going down. But I mean, if you get the chance that the full transcription of this is online and yeah. there are a lot of telling points in there. And I, I just wonder going forward what this means for Mark Zuckerberg, because he'll, he'll be aware of this leak. 
you know, surely it's, it's you know, the parano- paranoia continues and these kind of open addresses uh, yeah, definitely. put on hold a little bit. To be honest, I think, like, when we say leak, obviously he wouldn't have wanted it to get out. Like, that wouldn't have been the intention. But you can tell, obviously, he's been media trained, like, a lot. Of course, <laughs> so you can yeah. tell by the way that he's speaking that, you know, that thought is in the back of his mind. It's a just in case. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd be saying all kinds of things. Like, do you remember um, last year or maybe a few years ago, some of his private messages got leaked about the way he was speaking about users? And that got so much like bad press and rightly so because he was saying things like, oh, can you believe that we've tricked them into doing this? Like, idiots, yeah, yeah. etc. And that's the kind of thing he'd be saying if he didn't think that anyone else yeah. would, would listen. He's, he's wise to the fact that they're our potential leaks. Mm, I'm glad you mentioned so. messaging because uh, we've we've a uh, big story this month. Uh, with stories ads appearing uh, in Messenger now. So, uh, oh sorry, I should say uh, stories ads will have call to actions for brands to join um, people within Messenger. So you'll launch on a story ad and uh, you'll have a call to action and you know that will be like an invitation to speak to the brand on their messaging mm. platform yeah, which definitely. is this is this is actually like quite a, a big and significant update yeah. um for facebook and brands as well obviously for facebook their motive is very clear normally when you use stories you know you'll send people to um an external link maybe it's a website maybe it's a youtube video um and now you can actually they're making it possible for you via ads to, like you say, send people to messenger chats. So Facebook is keeping that journey within its ecosystem, Mm -hmm. but being Mm -hmm. smart in the way where it's not just sending you to IGTV per se, it's sending you to another platform, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, still within their remit. So at the moment, obviously, messenger chatbots are getting massive, which we've seen more of. Uh, So the opportunity for brands here for you to send people to this private space from an area where people are already spending a lot of their time, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's pretty big. Just to put that into context, so say uh, I I land on a story ad for Burberry, for instance. Mm. Um, you know, before, like you said, it would be a swipe up function, or I'd be able to yeah. watch a video somewhere yeah, else or third yeah. party. Exactly. So now I press this button to join in a messenger chat, and I may have a, you know a chat pop from Burberry telling me yeah. about all the benefits of you know the mat coat or their parkas or yeah, or definitely, whatever. or even like commerce functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a chatbot's like sophisticated enough, they'll have you interacting. Um, maybe entering a competition or even taking you to purchase. It's a um, massive so update, yeah, isn't it? Because it is. That, that is, you know, we've been saying this for months, that is the way it's going, you know, and, and I think people find that hard to believe, but there will come a time very soon where, you know, commerce functions and, and conversation and everything will be done in these messenger apps. So we've got some stats here. So yeah. 500 p- million people at the moment are sharing stories in Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp status, and also 40 million businesses are currently active on Messenger. Yeah. So it's a hu- it's huge number. I mean, you can see it. Like, obviously, we've been talking about it sort of in isolation for the last couple of months <laughs> that Facebook is pushing users more and more towards stories. And it's also pushing people more and more towards messaging apps. So the fact that they've linked up the two and said, look, people are using stories the most. So why don't we make an ad that sends them to the other place that they're using the most? Yep. And both options can be lucrative for both us and the brands and advertisers using them. Yep. It's like kind of obvious, but like genius at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. It's, it, like, and like we said, and, and again, going back to the call, that was something that was sort of brought up the kind of uh, move to encryption when eventually the time happens and these messaging platforms 
platforms merge together and that, and that, so yeah. that is going to happen Instagram direct messenger WhatsApp it is going to become yeah definitely soon become one 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 or the other yeah with everything they're doing they're just keeping things within the ecosystem talk about the ecosystem what about the dating game and what's <laughs> going on there so this is this is a big interesting one so yeah. Facebook dating I mean we've been aware of this for probably well over a year mm, I think yeah 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 it's only just coming so to fruition it's in it's like in 19 countries at the moment and and well now 20 because it this month it launched in America mm-hmm, so they've mm-hmm. obviously like had some really successful tests in other markets and they've decided to bring uh, it over to the main one um, so yeah we're learning a little bit more now about um, what features it has and we've talked before about its secret crush feature so mm-hmm. you can obviously um, make like a list out of your Facebook friends and Instagram followers combined um, and like they won't see it but you can say oh they I pick these people and then if they like you um, like it's I don't know what happens you get through like faster or something yeah. uh, but you can you know it's not just strangers like on Tinder or whatever it's people yeah. already in your network um, and then another one which I think is actually really interesting as sceptical as I've been about Facebook dating basically they're going to give you the option to share your stories on your um, like dating profile so your Facebook stories and your mm. Instagram stories and it gives mm. what they've said it gives you like a more authentic uh, view of a person but it kind of does yeah, because at the moment yeah. say you're on like any of the dating platforms like tinder hinge what have you all you get is like what they choose well it's still what they choose to show you but it's like yeah. a couple of pictures maybe a short bio yeah. age height location and putting stories in the mix gives you like more of a raw feel for what this person is like like what yeah. they sound like what their accent is like maybe get a better view of how tall they actually are it's not your are. best life in stories like is what, it, is what it? they get up to it's just it's just kind of like the best depiction that we have on social of actual life so I think a feature like that in something like online dating would actually come in really handy as, as positioned against Tinder which is obviously like you said you know you're putting your best sort of yeah. photos forward yeah it's just a couple of, of pictures you really can't gauge a person from that well I think you can't anyway but there's been a bit of kind of, uh, should I say, controversy mm. surrounding this. So, uh, you know, rightfully so, a lot of people thinking, well, I mean, for many people, you know, your dating information is probably the most intimate details, yeah. you know, about you, yeah. really. And, you know, to, to put that in the hands of Facebook, I mean, it's kind of, it's, mm. it's, it's interesting because, you you know, a good product, I think people, we, we say this time and time again, don't we? You know, people sort of look past data when there's a good product on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like a whole new level of it's personal, isn't it? First. Well, they weren't kidding when they said they wanted to foster meaning, meaningful interactions. Well, no, they? What they are, yeah. like, how much more meaningful can you get? But yeah, no, the skeptics are having an absolute field day saying, you know, don't be fooled by this. Facebook just wants complete control over your personal information. And like you said, this is as personal as it gets. I'm not sure if they're... Um, motives are that dark with this one. It's just a running theme. Um, you know, we've seen it with uh, obviously Facebook dating. We've seen it with Libra. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We've seen it with w- what they've said about TikTok. They just want to be everywhere and everything. Yep, yep. So they want to be the bank. They want to be Tinder. They want to be TikTok. They want to yep. be uh, Snapchat. It's that, the ultimate that's, lifestyle that's all it is. platform. They're just isn't trying it? to cover absolutely every single. Um, sector, I guess, yeah. And, and dating hasn't launched in the UK yet, it am hasn't, I right? No. So it's in the US yeah. and a few other places. I think Australia is one of them, probably. Or I'm not sure about the other markets, to right, be honest. Okay. But yeah, no, not in the UK yet. Um, so if 
anyone's listening from America, uh, let us know in the Facebook group. Yes, yes, plug, please, uh, please. What it's like, because I would love to maybe like have a look and see some screenshots of what, how it works. Definitely, definitely. And then we move on to, well, Instagram shopping. Um, yeah. So this is one that, again, came out a few months ago, this, this idea of checkout and there's going to be a more seamless experience. And I found this story really, really interesting. So Instagram launching a new sticker, I believe it is, a product launch reminder yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. feature. Yeah, there's there's two. So, yeah, it's for like uh, new product launches for brands and advertisers, one of which is a sticker for Instagram stories. And the other one uh, works like a tag for posts in the feed. Um, so basically, a, a brand or an advertiser using it can announce that they're going to have a new product dropping in uh, X amount of days, a bit like the countdown sticker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but users will be able to take action on that ahead of the release. Mm-hmm. So they can either um, or they can click and see more about the product details. They can set reminders on their phones for when it actually launches. And then when it launches, they can buy it immediately without leaving the app at all, mm. uh, which for me is is the key. This is really, really smart as well, because you think of, you know, instantly I'm thinking of those those brands like High Snobiety and, and other ones like that. They're, you know, particularly in the trainer kind of space yeah. where, you know, you will get these big trainer launches and mm. like nothing beats a Londoner and, and all of these kind of, yeah. you know, situations. They all play out on social and they've all yeah. got such a social edge to them, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. With, with the AR or whatever. I've so. seen a few cool ones like that on Snapchat, but like, again, it's, it's so, I, I'm just seeing a pattern, like while the motive is clear, Facebook wants to keep you in their ecosystem, doesn't yeah. want your journey to go anywhere else. Yeah. It, this is like, you can't even hold it against them because for brands and retailers using this feature, the benefits are just crystal clear. Um, so like where else would you see a new product launch unless yeah. you like new stock, even if it's not like a one-off collaboration yeah. with like yeah. Usher or whatever, yeah. just like new stock that you're putting out. People won't see that unless they're either having a browse in store and yeah. they just come across it. Yeah. or they just happen to click on the right bit of your website online. Yeah. This way, you can just put it right in front of them where they're spending the most time, which opens is up stories. People. Yeah. It used to be the uh, website landing page, didn't it? And the countdown, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, launching in seven days. And it'd be yeah. like everybody but now there's so much the... inventory on, on, like, retailers' websites. Like, look at somewhere like Misguided or Boohoo. Like, they have yeah. so much stock. Yeah. It's impossible to, like, find out, you know, what's new or like even navigate it unless you know what you're looking for exactly. So Completely. this is such a good chance for brands and retailers to, you know, highlight the products that they they want people to buy the most. On the subject of stories as well, while we're talking about it, one I did forget to throw in was uh, something that happened earlier this month with uh, Facebook stories. So I don't know how much of this you've seen, but they've... Uh, launched uh well they're making it easier for creators to kind of create these stores and to have seamless shopping experiences so as we know now you, you get a lot of influencers and people in the public eye who've launched product ranges mm. and stuff like that so now so soon they'll be getting functionality to make it easier for people to shop for their products direct yeah. from stories so you know these it's these post swipe experiences we're, we're talking about isn't it it used to just yeah. be videos and this. now we're taking people to check out which is yeah, you know it's, it's, it's it all sort of comes together. And another thing they talked about as well was uh, collaborative stories that they're going to be launching for mm. celebrities and people in the public eye. So um, I saw a stat where I think it was uh, from Tomorrowland, the festival in Belgium, and uh, the chain smokers. There was a stat that went out that said 92% of the views they got on their stories came from people who don't follow them. Mm. So all the, it's really, you know, it's such an exciting place to be in our stories, isn't it? And it's true what Mark Zuckerberg said, like stories, sharing, engaging, whatever is overtaking the feed Mm. at a rapid rate there. Yeah, the the collaborative um, angle to stories is actually 
like for me, I think the most important and the most impressive. Uh, because you remember when Instagram Live brought out collaborative lives? Yeah. So like two users can come together on one live live stream. And like you said, what was a 90 something percent were new users. Yeah. And yeah. that's because it's key for discoverability because you're sharing audiences with yeah. whoever you're collaborating with. And it just reminds you of like back in the day when YouTubers were trying to get big yeah. and they do it by coming on each other's channels and filming like collab videos. That's it. It's kind of an ingenious way. So yeah, for to adapt that to something like stories, which is just like a short more short form version of like a youtube video or a vlog um i think is genius and yeah for brands to get involved in that so amy miller that we were talking to a few weeks ago um she said like something that they try a lot for fashion brands mm. if you can find and mm. like know that your audience has an affinity with another brand or like another type of product that like matches up why wouldn't you collab with them yeah. people do yeah. it in live events why yeah. can't you do that on social as well seeing so many more collaborations we're going to be talking about organic content a lot and and the sort of decline of organic reach but this seems to be like the ultimate sort of silver bullet sort of panacea to this situation of collaboration you know mm. right you, together we've got two you know major followings let's put them together yeah. for the greater good and it, you know yeah. it's definitely uh, expect to see more collaborations um, I think the next story on our list was Snapchat wasn't it so yeah. This is a this is an interesting one. I mean, this is a dramatic shift. So they've gone from was it ten, 10 second ads to the full three minutes. Three minutes. So this yeah. story, uh, you know, admittedly you found this story, and it was basically Snapchat. Um, they seem to be their updates these days seem to be very advertiser led. They seem mm -hmm. to be so they've changed their ad inventory. They've changed their ad offering. And where once it was 10 second story ads, you can now advertise for up to three minutes. Yeah. Which I can't even think of TV ads that are long that aren't shown during the Super Bowl. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm mad. actually like really proud of them because they wouldn't be making this change unless they were experiencing commercial success. Yeah. So these updates are like doing really well for them at the minute. You know, they've made updates to their skippable ads as well. Uh, there's more swipe up options, that, mm -hmm, which they've... Mm -hmm. um, maybe pinched from Instagram story slightly, yeah, but you know yeah, what, well. fair play to them, get your own back. Yeah, yeah it's exactly, just like yeah. one little update at a time and you can tell, you know, like we've said before, the easier they make it for advertisers, yeah. the more interest they'll be um, from investors and, and the likes. And yeah, they're obviously having a lot of commercial success. And the interesting thing about this as well is, uh, I was reading a few reports on this and the consensus seems to be that Snapchat is becoming a lot more known for long-form content. Mm. I mean, they've got their Snap Originals, yeah. their, their long-form series. And so Discover's really popular as well. Exactly. I actually I actually really like that, even though when it first came out, I wasn't really sure what to do with it. I think some of them, like, if you look at the way, like, even um, publishers like the BBC use it or The Guardian, they use it really smartly, and it is actually, like, quite a nice way to consume their content. Yeah. I think, especially yeah. for younger audiences as well. Definitely. Uh, growth growth in, um, in, in Snapchat, in, in the uh, Discover section has been massive, of course. Um, I've got a, a stat here again. It says uh, daily Discover viewers have been up year, year on year by 35%. Really? So that is quite high, huge growth yeah. in that area, which is crazy. And um, Viva la Snapchat. But, I, but, but, some, <laughs> but even still... Three minutes, an ad that lasts three minutes. I mean, I know you you can, you know, go up to three minutes, but I just think how are advertisers going to Well, it you know, is gonna be more like that? it's gonna be more like branded content, isn't it? The way that you'd watch like a longer YouTube video and it was yeah. like it's something you're gonna enjoy, but it's in partnership or sponsored or given to you by said brand. I saw part of this actually as well. Another kind of uh telling sign with, with this was that uh the post-swipe experiences, I think, were quite limited before. You couldn't skip ads mm. on Snapchat. And now they are making them more interactive. So within this three-minute sort of ad, 
uh, you'll be able to swipe up and do other things, go to a landing page, go to a holding page, yeah, product page and whatnot. Well, they've made, uh, yeah, they've made those changes to their unskippable ads. Basically, there's like a new targeting function that they've mm -hmm. put in place. You know, you think, oh, 10 seconds or even six seconds unskippable. You'd say even three minutes, God, it's too long. But yeah. like you said, it is becoming more of a place for long form content. Yeah. Um, so brands and advertisers can now target people based on the data that Snapchat gives them on users' viewing habits. So mm. if Snapchat knows that, you know, this demographic is used to watching, you know, a bunch of stories in a row or they'll come back and then watch Discover or Originals time and again, they're more inclined to watch long-form video yep. and therefore they'll suggest to brands and advertisers using the ad platform, you know, these people are more likely to watch long-form, you can target them with the unskippable ads because yep. that's where your money's better spent, yep. um, which is, you know, a good a good use of the learning. The a great deal they about are. their audience, aren't they? Yeah. And on to the, the smaller platforms that we sometimes forget as well. So uh, one of which, uh, a story we covered a couple of weeks ago in the WhatsApp was Twitch. Mm. So Twitch, uh, you know, the, the well-known gaming platform had gone through this sort of brand refresh. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, inspired by their gaming heritage. But uh, it was interesting to hear, you know, and very necessary that they want to position Twitch as a streaming platform for anything. Yeah. It's not just esports and uh, computer games. It can be, you know, Twitch at its heart is a streaming platform, live streaming platform, and, yeah. you know, anything can go on there, which is... Yeah, definitely. I think that's the right thing for them to do. Obviously, um, like our colleague Seb absolutely loves Twitch, but he's yeah. into gaming. And it is one of those things you just have... Um, like a knee-jerk response to think, oh, it is just for gamers. Yeah. Um, or like you said, esports and that kind of thing. But actually people stream about all sorts. Yeah. So it's just an awareness thing that they need to build up. And I don't see why it wouldn't be popular with everyone else if it's so popular with the gaming community. That that You just hit the nail on the head, though, because that is an interesting point for me. How do you, as a marketer, shift that perception? Because, you, you know, the, that link between Twitch and gaming is so synonymous for me mm, yeah. in my head that it's like it's a tough one i mean they're on the right start with a brand refresh and it is just like getting that information front of mind i guess if it was me i'd use influencers in other sectors not just gaming to bring their audiences over and make content about all kinds of stuff now there are already people on the platform doing things like baking videos yeah. um, so they just need to get some like high-end like god this is never going to happen but imagine if they got like deliciously aileron to start a cooking channel wow, on twitch her yeah, whole audience would come with you and people would you know once they're there they can see all the other tabs and go, oh, actually, there's more here than I thought. Is there a bigger play here? Is it, you know, Twitch being an Amazon-owned platform? There's always a bigger they, play. Theo. Well, that's it, yeah, <laughs> as, we, as we've come to notice over the years. I mean, uh, Twitch being an Amazon-owned platform, there's surely some, you know, a bit of kind of like, right, are we going after YouTube here? Are we? Mm, do you know what? Probably. But I just don't think that's the angle that they should take. I hate, I just get really annoyed when the platforms start going after each other. And all that comes of that is you make bad products. Yeah. Just stick to what you do best. Stay true to your USP and know what your users want to see. And that's that's how you'll succeed. But if you're just focused on, if you're just focused on other people. I know like, obviously like Facebook, for example, is getting such a hard time about going after other, other companies mm, and like um, mm. Snap brought out that dossier, yeah, you know, listing yeah. All the things that they've done and I know he sees it that way uh, like that's what a normal business on the high street would do right they just eliminate the competition yeah yeah do something better than your competitors but I don't know the online world it, I don't think it should follow the same rules as the high street personally let's talk about Reddit because this is a platform and a story you picked up mm. um, that they've changed their video formats is it? yeah it's just a pretty simple update but useful for brands and advertisers to know if they want to use Reddit um, 
and you know thinking about including it in their video marketing strategy it's added some more ratios so now it has one by one obviously which is square and four by five which is the longer vertical version that you see on um, instagram i think um so yeah it's just it's just a simple update more options talked a bit more about reddit and 4chan and these sort of uh platforms that we call the front page of the internet recently as well and saying uh i think people are beginning to realize how far ahead they are mm. i mean you I love still, Reddit these days, don't I you? Do, and, and admittedly, I don't know how to use it. I would say it's it's such a, uh, for me, it's slightly clunky. Yeah. I've, I've got friends who are absolute, you know, they can, they, you know, they yeah. share threads on yeah. dark if social. If you love Reddit, you thing. like, you love it. Like you're hardcore into Reddit. Like people have, re- they have really like really passionate users. Yeah. And I think if you know, if you crack it, if you know how to use it, for marketers, it can be such a valuable tool. Definitely. If not for anything else, but for research. For re- yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that for analysis Because it is, that's, where, stuff, that's yeah. where the internet starts. Because you think you see a meme on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. It's been on Reddit for like a month. <laughs> yeah, completely. It's very, very true. Mm-hmm. And then wrapping up, I suppose, with LinkedIn, yeah. um, which is obviously Obviously, Link, LinkedIn's an interesting one. So we'll talk about the story and then I'll, 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 I've got my thoughts to share with you on LinkedIn to see what you think. But okay. uh, LinkedIn, they, they've uh, extended their ad targeting kind of methods mm-hmm. again to yeah. include, and this is a word I, I learned a few months ago, uh, Boolean, Boolean targeting. Boolean logic Boolean terms. logic yeah. terms. So, so Boolean logic's actually a maths thing. It's what they use in algebra. Um, but as far it. as, yeah, same. I had, to, I had to look it up. But as far as I know how it works uh, in terms of English, it just means more options like and or and mm-hmm. not. So in terms of LinkedIn's new targeting, it basically means that you can now um, target people with broader like profile facets. Yeah. So you can target someone by their job function, seniority, title, um, but do like and or. So it'd be like CEOs and or CMOs mm-hmm. and or marketing and or media, you know, not so-and-so. It's sure. basically just giving you a much broader remit to target people with, um, but, you know, making sure you're hitting the right people at the same time. Yeah, it's quite a small update, but I've noticed uh, that LinkedIn has been adding more and more of these features. Mm. They're just slowly mm. increasing their um, sophistication for targeting um, over the last couple of months. Um, which, which could only mean the organic reach that everybody's enjoying at the moment can only yeah. limit in time, as we've seen with Facebook. Hit the nail on the head there. Like, we, we said it a few months ago, it's not going to be gold us forever. It's so, almost yeah. a Facebook. It, LinkedIn to me now seems like Facebook in 2014, 2013, where you know organic reach was crazy high. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely, they started introducing these ad targeting tools, and then it's like, right, okay, guys, you know, you've sort of it's it's like the free sample in a supermarket, isn't it? You know, try the Cathedral City one week, you're paying two pound fifty, three pound double, whatever. Uh, the next week, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It the, wouldn't make any brand. commercial sense for them to give that much away for that long of a time. I think they were just smart enough to know, even though people think they're a little bit behind sometimes, that people underestimated it as a platform mm. and it wasn't mm. being used as much. So if they gave people this opportunity mm. of being able to go basically viral, which is unheard of these days, mm, mm. Um, for little to no money whatsoever, people would start using it more, which they are. And once the people are there, they can start charging them. But what is the end game with LinkedIn? This And this this is what I wanted to ask you, because to me, it's still, I go, in, I go on there and for, you know, for all it's worth, it's great and whatever, but it is still recruiterville at times for me. Yeah. And I get, you know, interesting stuff from brands now and then. But when they say, you know, the ad targeting tools... 
you know, targeting what? Is it still business B2B kind of products, you know, system management, CMS systems and whatnot? Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's very much B2B focused, definitely. Um, but I think there's value in that because, like I said, it's their USP. And mm, I'd be much happier mm. if they stuck to that rather than trying to copy Facebook. And I think if you look at the companies that are controlling them, um, Microsoft just doesn't have the same ambitions as Facebook. And that's absolutely fine. Yeah. It's absolutely Do you, fine. You don't, you don't reckon so with, with the launch of live video and all that and the professional <sighs> kind of content? I don't know. That could... That could be half competition, but part of it, I think, is just understanding, you know, what's expected in these times yeah. and what users are used to and giving them that. Otherwise, they'll be completely obsolete. Yeah. It's not necessarily about being the best. It's just about staying around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I completely agree. Yeah, it's, it is an interesting one, LinkedIn, and it's interesting seeing its development and seeing the way people use the platform mm. as well. Because like you said, you know, is the engagement, is the virality, it's yeah. the... You know, it's, we've gone beyond inspirational quotes. It's now complete. Thank God it's for like that. a portfolio website, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, but definitely. I, I, I think there's so think much value in it. And finally, let, let's we, we did we weren't going to mention it, but let's tease Libra and what's been going on there. So we're going to yeah. be speaking about that in a few weeks. So you know, yeah. stay tuned for that episode. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg again, he mentioned it in that phone call. Mm. Um, I keep calling it a phone call. Sorry, <laughs> it was an address to the whole company. But yeah, mentioned Libra. And, you know, the interesting things that are going on there and, you know, whether it will I mean, get yeah. off the it's been It's been in the headlines again. And I'm not ready to say I told you so just yet, but I don't think it's going to happen. You At know, all got, in 2020. I know. I, I just don't. Regulators are breathing down their neck. Facebook said, you know, whatever happens, we're going to go ahead. We're pressing ahead with it. You're going to get it no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but when you've got your key partners like MasterCard and Visa um, saying, oh, God, actually, maybe no. Oh, we're mm, not sure if we want to be mm. involved in this. If they pull out, Facebook's kind of on its own. And at the moment, it's being left to defend it on its own. If Visa and MasterCard had, you know, as much of an interest in it or they were as invested in it as Facebook wants them to be, they'd be coming out and talking to the press as well. They'd be defending the project, but they're not. Mm. So, you know, if they don't want to be involved in it, what's the reason? Maybe they don't want to help Facebook be the only bank in the world. <laughs> I still think it launched next year. I think we're going to have to agree to <laughs> disagree we'll on that. We'll put a bet on right now. Yeah, and everyone, definitely. let us know what you think. I think it's going to we'll launch. And we'll have a, like an accumulator. What's it called? Uh, a pots or something. We'll a, do a, a big a, pool, a big bet. Yeah. A pool. A, big pool. A, a social minds pool. Yeah. You can tell I'm a gambler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're condoning it here. Right. Okay. Well, that c concludes us, I suppose, for another month. So we've got some interesting that episodes uh, coming up. Um, you know, it makes sense to say that we've obviously launched a Facebook group hopefully yes. more and more of you have been joining um, yeah it's been really nice to like see people commenting and getting involved the discussions yeah. like kicking off already which is great and yeah we've had like uh, past guests and a lot of listeners yeah. talking to each yeah. other so lots of really valuable discussion going on so the more and the merrier the, and exactly and any of the topics we've mentioned today that you want to find out more about you want mm -hmm. to grill us about and find out what we didn't say uh, you know please contact us on there as well as checking out the new website for past episodes which is www.social mindspodcast.com well done so well done that was, that. that was yeah, a big well, that was a mouthful, right okay <laughs> well we'll see you in a month's time guys all right bye thank you for listening we really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please remember to leave us a review on itunes because it really really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week this has been the social minds podcast with myself theo watts eve young and produced by ollie thompson 